Hey, Nick. Hey, Scott. How's it going? It's going good. It's um, It hasn't been as long as our last gap, I don't think, right? No, 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 no. Okay. This, I think this has just been like two weeks. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Yeah, no, it's it's December. Yeah. Christmas, yeah. Christmas time is here. Well, I don't know. I don't feel very Christmassy. Do you not? No, not really. What's uh, what, what's going on? I don't know. I mean, I mean nothing. It's just I'm just not feeling Christmassy. I don't know. What do you? What's your? What's your process? What's like your one thing where you're like, okay, here we go. It's well, it's like a special I mean, or a song or. Well, I have a, I have a. Well, it's definitely Christmas music. Like I have a Christmas playlist. That Me too. I haven't started up with because I was waiting for the Los Campesinos Christmas album to hit. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Album. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that just came out. Oh um, my god! I thought it was just that one song. No, no, no. It's an album. It's like, well, it's like an EP. It's like six songs. Oh my god! You just made my whole weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm literally like on my phone now on on Spotify. <laughs> um cuz I so I was waiting oh. I was waiting for that so that was like that was like the uh that was like the uh I was using that as like my mark as far as like okay once that's out then I can start listening to Christmas music um cuz it's you know it's arbitrary but there it is sure. um <laughs> Not sure. so I'll start listening to Christmas music and then you know like this weekend or like or like this uh you know I've talked about on this show how I do that movie night thing with a bunch of my friends mm-hmm. Um, this weekend begins our first session of Christmas movies that aren't Christmas movies. Incidental Christmas movies, as they're yes, called. Yes, exactly. On that, so, this, so this weekend, uh, we're dub- we're doing a double feature of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and In Bruges. <laughs> That's fun. Um, both because they're kind of like similar in tone and, and then they're also like both incidental Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, and then we're doing it by the decade. So like next week we're going to do Batman returns. Um, and then the week after that will be the eighties and we haven't decided what, I think we're going to do gremlins. Um, cause gremlins, great Christmas. Movie. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So like, I think, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll merge into it. It'll happen. Okay. Uh, it's just, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to force it. Cause then you're like, yeah. cause then you resent it. Right. And, and, and it's just like, I don't know. It's, uh, well, lately Christmas. Cause I, cause I don't really work in, um, a regular retail setting anymore. Like I used to, uh, Christmas is, it, I usually don't get in the Christmas spirit until like a week out from Christmas. Okay. Um, and then I, pro- I then I usually have it until like after new year's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, yeah. Um, no, I love I've got it. like a little tree, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put that up tomorrow. So maybe that'll help. How much is it? How much is a little tree run? Because this is our first year at the house. Uh, I have like a little, like a little, like table tree. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, like ten bucks at Target. I think. Oh my god. Okay, I was I was I was ready to pay like thirty. Yeah. Uh, this week I um, I don't I don't want to. It sounds this sounds like um this sounds gross, but like I I was um my birthday is around November. Um, and so I came home for Thanksgiving and I ran into all my, my relatives that hadn't seen me since my birthday. And they were like, oh, here's, here's 30 bucks. Cause it was your birthday. You know what I mean? And so I had like a, like a pretty fair amount of, of funny money, you know, like in my pocket and like getting back from Thanksgiving just from like relatives. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, Christmas gifts. So like, <laughs> so the, the, the night that we were tweeting about suicide squad, I was uh I was like doing like some hardcore uh Christmas shopping. And th- 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 that's kind of what always gets me in the mood. Christmas shopping. Is you know like you know looking for thinking about the people in my life and being like okay what would this person like and like what would be cool. And then you know I go to all the store. I go to like I love going to bookstores at Christmas, you know, cuz mm-hmm. it's like everyone's chill. You know, people go to escape like Macy's. But that's true. Yeah. I've never really thought about it before, but you know, like there's something a little magical about bookstores in Christmas. Time. Oh, I, it's my favorite time of, I, I mean, I love Barnes and Noble on a good day, but Barnes and Noble at Christmas time is like the best. Hmm. You can get a coffee, you know, they're playing like Nat King Cole or like, you know what I mean? They're playing like adult contemporary, something about, so there's something adult contemporary about Christmas. Where suddenly I find myself listening to like new, like recent Elton John or like uh, um, on the way back up here, I, I was lucky enough to take uh, my buddy Ian with me home for Thanksgiving. 
um, to meet the parents, and they really liked them. So I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't know what comes next. Um, hmm. We're really, we're really happy. Uh, but no, we were. Um, <laughs> we were. We, we found ourselves like unironically listening to like Josh Groban. Mm. We're like, God, Josh, Josh Groban. <laughs> I could understand that though, like that. I I I see where your head's at because there, there's something so earnest about like Josh Groban or like Michael Bublé. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, and um, I get that. I just buy. I I I totally become a corporate stooge during Christmas time because I buy in. Like like I I had to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, I get kind of like wistful watching like the Rockefeller. Like even though it was happening at the same time as the riots, which I was totally not the riots, uh, the protest. <laughs> Shame on me for even saying that. Uh, the protest in New York City. Um, I was still kind of like getting a little bit like mom, mom energy, you know, just like oh the the Rockefeller Christmas tree is being lit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're due for some social change, but like, and I totally, I totally, I totally watched Peter Pan live last night. Did you? Yeah, it was fine. It was good. I mean. I was watching it as like a student of theater. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, oh my God, that set is amazing. You know what I mean? Um, oh. oh God, that, was, that set was so crazy. Um, well, it was like a soundstage. Did you watch it? No, no, not at all. It was, it was <laughs> a lot better than Sound of Music. Sound of Music was actually like drinking wine, laughing at the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this, there was something so... I mean, it was, it was goofy and it was like totally for for kids, but like Christopher Walken was just so special. Uh, really, I heard that he like couldn't remember his lines or anything. No, no, he was he clearly had like cue cards off camera. Oh, but then he would tap dance, and it was just like beautiful. Like he's <laughs> he's a hell of a dancer. Um, also, like Allison Williams, like in the in old school, you know, you look at Mary Martin, kind of like the classic, like you know, kind of like the Tom Baker of Peter Pan, so to speak. Um, back in like you know, back in the back in the day, she did look very uh, boyish. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you were watching the musical and you were like really into it, you could you, you sort of forgot that this was an actress that it was just Peter, you know, Peter Pan. But right. like Allison Williams is like just you know almost a, almost a parody of. Of beauty, <laughs> like just yeah, sure. And so, like, even with like you know the hair and like the the make, you know what I mean? She's still clear, fairly clear, looking like a beautiful woman. And so, right. it added this like kind of cool progressive tilt on like the Peter Wendy scenes. Oh, interesting. Because like you know, Wendy was very clearly romantically interested in Peter, and Peter still very clearly looked like female or feminine. Right. And so Well, I mean it doesn't help that they did nothing to cover up her breasts. Like <laughs> I mean they literally they're just like fishnets. That's enough, right? Yeah, fishnets and, and a, like fishnets, fishnets and a fishnets and a pixie cut. Yeah. And I'm like, um no, I can clearly see breasts. Yeah. Like she Peter has breasts. And so That's... I was watching this and I'm like, there are so many like thirteen, fourteen year old kids watching this that are just like ten years from now a bunch of kids are gonna be like smoking weed in a circle and they're gonna talk about how like watching Peter Pan live, like called into question so many things yeah like sexually <laughs> i saw your your post it made me laugh yeah. <laughs> oh thank god it's not just me <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i was like, like how are the lost boys um oh and i can confirm um the lost boys were just 80 percent. it was it was like 80 percent newsies uh 20 percent uh the mormons from book of mormon mm. and they just like lent them out for like a week <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Actually, and end up actually, I found out today that I actually know a few of them by proxy. Weird. Yeah, small small world. Hmm. Um. Or like, if I were to if I were to run into them, it would be like, oh, you and I have both spent time with this person, or we were in a show with this person. So that's weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That that is weird. How's your thing going? Because I saw the I saw the poster and I was just like in a fit of jealous rage that everyone gets to see it, but me. What do you? Like. Oh, thank you. That means I, I wish you could come too. Um, <laughs> what do you? Just yeah, yeah. I was pretty. The funny story. Okay, so I'm directing the show called Constellations. Um, yeah. you know, continuity of not writing. You know what I mean? You guys know what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> no need to keep. Um, we need to start trusting the audience that they can. <laughs> 
<laughs> previously on not writing. Previously on not writing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, um, I, I had I had a lot of really big ideas for the poster, and um, the uh, the publicity head uh, Haley was like, hey, um, this freshman kid named Jonathan May has never designed a poster before, but he really wants to. And I told him that he could do constellations. Is that okay? And I was like, oh, he's never done anything like that before. But I was like, well, you know, I've never done this before. So like the whole, the whole spirit of out of the box is like letting people do something new and like challenge themselves, you know? Yeah. So I was like, totally. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And he sent me, um, the one that I ended up using, which I'm a fan of. Um, and then he also sent me like, there was like three basic, Themes. It was like the kiss, which is what we end up using, and there was like a heart, like a cutout of a heart, but inside the heart was like uh, the galaxy, right? And then it was like their heads that were like facing opposite directions, mm-hmm. and then ended up using the kiss because it seemed like the most. Yeah, it cool. looks good. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. So good on good on that kid. Yeah, um, mm. but yeah, it's going really good. Tomorrow's our we open in seven days, mm. uh, seven days, and yeah, no, it's. <laughs> It's really, it's really weird. Um, I and I'm, I'm sure you had this moment too, directing Cupid Division. But like, I fe- I realized the, this past week that I've spent my whole life reading about and like kind of worshiping uh, directors. Yeah, like kind of like the mythology of directors, and so it's been so interesting, sort of learning what kind of director I am. Yeah. Like how I solve problems or what I do or how I talk to – because there really is – they really don't tell you about the the nitty-gritty of it, you know? Uh-huh. You always hear like, oh, Spielberg's the best or like, oh, Tarantino's a genius. But they never really go into like what they do, you know? Um, I don't know. So it, yeah. was, it was really interesting. You usually get that story more from like the people who work with them. Yeah. You know more than more than the director themselves. Yeah. Um, I heard this great story, Scott. You, I, this is great podcast I discovered called uh, Off Camera with Sam Jones. Um, and he's this photographer, and he just interviews like he gets the most insane actors, just because I guess he's, he's 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 always that dude that photographs like for Vanity Fair and like Vogue, and you know what I mean. And so he just decided to start a podcast because he wanted to start interviewing people, and he's a great interviewer. Like he really he's really conversational. And uh, he was interviewing Matt Damon, and it's from like two weeks ago. And Matt Damon just clearly loves directing. Mm. Like he's never done it, but he just he he loved. If you look at his filmography, he's just like working his way down the list of like the great directors, right? And he's like, I'm gonna work with all of them. And he told this great story <laughs> that like um, I'm gonna collect them all. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and like there's only like a couple left that he's never worked with um, that are still alive. Um, but who is it? Like Scorsese, right? Yeah, no, no, no. The uh, The Departed. Oh, he. That's right. He isn't Departed. Okay, so Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, Saving Saving Private Ryan. Oh my God. Yeah. No. No. He he, he has a really cool story about Spielberg. Um, because he was saying like I was really he was like a really pretentious like twenty something around the time of Saving Private Ryan. Uh huh. So he would be like, oh, you know, I think we should do this again, or like oh, I think my character, and uh, he went up to Steven Spielberg and he was like, hey, Steven, um. Do you mind if I do you mind if I look at the storyboards, just so I can like get a sense of like what the scene's about? You know, can I, can I look at the storyboards? And Spielberg was like, storyboards. <laughs> and Matt Damon was like, yeah, you know, for the scene. And he was like, storyboards. I don't. That's the thrill. <laughs> and he just walks away. <laughs> and Matt Damon was like, oh my god. <laughs> And there was another moment that kind of like it kind of blew my mind a little bit because I'm like, oh my god, I can totally use that even you know, even in a play. But um, they were shooting like four takes of like a scene with Matt Damon, and Matt Damon did a take and he didn't feel that great about it. But Steven Spielberg was like, okay, we're moving on, and you know they start packing up and moving to another part of like the the, the set. And Matt Damon was like, ah, Steven, I really wasn't uh, I really wasn't feeling that. I think we can go one more time. And Steven Spielberg turned around and he was like, look. I could spend another five hours on this scene and make it really, really great, or I can move on to the next scene and make that even better. And I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, that's kind of great. Yeah, I just like that he's putting like twenty something Matt Damon in his place. Yeah, <laughs> I just think that's great. He's like, I don't, I don't have time for your bullshit, uh, yeah, man. I'm Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, I just, 
<laughs> we got a movie to make, dude. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's also I know I know technically you're the you're the title character, but you're really not that essential to the plot. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got I got Nathan Fillion right there. Mm-hmm. I can switch you guys real easy. Yeah, not a big deal. It's um, fine. There was a. <laughs> he also it's really sweet. He's actually re- he's also really protective of uh, of Ben Affleck. Oh, that's that's good. Like he I can, like. I'm glad that they're still friends. Yeah, I know. Apparently they just – he's like, no, everyone thinks because we haven't done another movie together. But, like, I'm over at his house, like, every weekend. Yeah. Like, just hanging out and just, like, barbecuing. But, like, he was, like, apparently um, during the kind of dark years of, you know, the Affleck career phase, um, like, Ben Affleck, he was like, any movie where Ben Affleck is in where it doesn't work, it's because the director wouldn't listen to Ben Affleck. Because oh. he would come up to the director and be like, hey, what if we did this? Or, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this happened instead? Or, like, I, I really think the character and the director would be like, ah, b- 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 I got this. And then, like, reindeer games would happen. But, like, mm. if you look at it, his best movies are the ones where he was involved in some capacity, like, behind the scenes. With, 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 you know, with some, like, exception. Like, I have a great deal of affection for, like, Jersey Girl. And, dude, Matt Damon actually uh, referenced Jersey Girl in, like, a really, like, profound way. Really? Um, He was really... Okay, have you seen Contagion? Uh, no. Okay, well, there's this really great scene in Contagion uh, where... Uh, spoilers. Um, uh, okay, I- I'm going to reveal a character death. Is that Okay. I think so. Okay, um, so so Gwyneth Paltrow dies like ten minutes into Contagion. Okay, in kind of like a psycho kind of way, where you're like, oh crap, she was like a big deal. And mm. um, Matt Damon is the husband, and there's a scene where like they have to find where Matt Damon is told that she died, and he referenced like there's a yeah you know the scene in Jersey Girl where Ben Affleck finds out that J Lo died. Yeah, Matt Damon was like, that is you can't beat that. That's like the most real. <laughs> That's the oh, most, wow. That's the most real, like, human acting I've ever seen Ben do. Yeah. And, like, and I was like, oh, my God, I love that scene. I'm so glad that someone else really likes that scene. I do, too. I think that movie gets a bad rap. It like, really I does. think it I, – I certainly think it's kind of paint by numbers, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I understand that critique of it. Uh, but I don't think that movie does anything, like, bad. No, no. Like, the only borderline bad scene is the scene with – not Jay and the diaper, like that thing, um, yeah. or the guy who's obviously supposed to be Jay, but isn't Jay because Jay was in rehab. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, he plays like the delivery guy who like gets in the way of them changing the baby's diaper. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only scene in that movie where I'm just like, this does not work, and it does not work because that's not Jay. Mm, totally. And you obviously wrote it for Jay, and instead you got a cartoon character pretending to be Jay. Yeah, I remember um, watching that movie and being very, um, very like entertained. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. I, I have a soft spot for that movie. It's just really sweet, and yeah. it's got like that Sweeney Todd thing, and it's got Cure on the soundtrack. Look, it, I'm a big fan. I actually like that movie quite a bit. It's probably one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies. Oh, it just really honestly. isn't. Isn't Matt Damon in that? Is he? I think him and Jason Lee aren't they like aren't they like record executives? Oh, that's right. They are. Just remembered that. Yeah. I forgot that was that movie. Also a really great Will Smith cameo. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, they're not. That is um, – I don't think they are. I think you're mixing up uh, Chasing Amy. Is Matt Damon and Chasing Amy? Yeah. I think I think it's Matt Damon and um, – I think it's Matt Damon and Jason Lee and Chasing Amy as the MTV guys. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Where, where they're like pitching the Blunt Man Chronic cartoon to MTV. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's who that. I think that's maybe. Then again, they, uh, those two scenes are very similar. So sure. I could just be confusing. It could be Jason Lee in one and Matt Damon in the other, and we're just <laughs> totally screwing it up. I don't yeah. know. Um, um, hopefully, someone in the comments will tell us. Yeah, um, like, but, uh, like us e- in the future, right? <laughs> us in the future. <laughs> hey, but, Scott, uh, yeah, either way, I think that movie gets a bad rap. No, totally, and it sucks because like if that movie had been like a little bitty hit, you know. I don't yeah. know. Like, who knows what could have happened to Kevin Smith's career? I know. Oh, but I, I, I know I talked to you a little bit on Twitter, but I, I devoured that Josh Boone podcast. Oh, wasn't it so good? It Kevin Smith is actually a pretty good interviewer. He is. Um, he does a bad habit sometimes when he's on, when he has a point to make. He interrupts his interviewer a lot. Mm-hmm. 
um, where he like tries to dumb down what the interviewers say or what the interviewee is saying. Yeah. I guess that's why um, critics are stupid. Yeah. Well, well, it's just like so. What you're saying is, and then he like kind of repeats what they say, but yeah, like kind of like dumbed down with like a weird metaphor. Kind of get, like kind of like a Jeff Winger kind of. Yeah. 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 Um, so he does that a lot, but I yeah, I think you're right. I think he does like actually interview people quite well. Like I would actually be into that being a podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know. Well, that was a podcast, and it just didn't. He didn't have enough. If you go go on iTunes and go look, you can find like old interviews he did with um, Richard Kelly. Yeah, Richard Kelly, Edgar Wright, yeah. uh, uh, Scott Derrickson, mm-hmm. um, um, Penny Marshall. <laughs> Yeah, he did interviews with all of them. Penny Marshall's his neighbor, so he just like invited her over. Oh, one day. dope. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that that show that show was um, the Smoothie Makers. I love Smoothie Makers. Yeah, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't so listen I. to a lot of them, but um, yeah. but no, I, I think, think I listened to all of them actually. Yeah, the, but the best part about the Josh Boone podcast was I kept waiting to hear the miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, like and then like. Harvey Weinstein came to my birthday party. You know what I mean? I kept waiting to hear like, okay, what's the thing that happened that would never happen to anyone else? And it right. never came. It was like, yeah. so how'd you get started? I moved to LA. So what was your, so what'd you do? I, I sent out query. I, he was like, and then I got a manager. Wait, how'd you get a manager? I sent hundreds of query letters and someone answered. Yeah. I, I worked for 10 years and then I got a movie. Oh, and then the movie was a huge hit, right? No, it actually kind of wasn't. It got kind of like bad reviews. Yeah. Well, how'd you get... Fault in Our Stars. Man, if somebody liked it and they offered me Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> yeah. It's just – I don't know. I, 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 I That made me happy. Yeah. And it was just like, no, it was just a good dude and I worked hard for 10 years and then something happened and I get to – Such a good dude, right? Yeah. He seems like a really – like I, I'm, I'm almost kind of remiss that we're not going to get his Kevin Smith movies for a while. Yeah. Because, like, you know, The Stand is clearly, clearly a passion project. And, you know, I right. can't wait. He's going to do four of them. Yeah. Four of them. <laughs> but, like, I, 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 I'm really interested in that movie that he was writing for Emotion Boots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm never going to, I'm never going to be able to say that name. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, well, didn't he suggest that he could, he might end up doing that movie, like, between, like, two of the Stand <laughs> sure. movies? Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be cool. Yeah. Cause, Cause, it sounded like he's not making the stand back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like he's just like he's just making them as they go along, you know, I, like like it's a franchise. Um, would you be which, into Would you be into reading that together? Sure. Okay, because like, I remember listening on Mind Robbers. Um, welcome back, by the way. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. It was a good episode. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was like it was, it was like an old school episode. Yeah. Well, um, and it's different because we like kind of went all over the place. Yeah, but that, I mean that, that's what I meant by old school. Um, oh. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so like I don't know. Like I heard that you were interested in listening to the stand, and I was like, I'm really interested in reading the stand. Mm. Pod, I'd do it. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that could be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd be, I'd be down for that. Um, I also want to read it because that movie's happening too. Oh, it. Yeah. I used to. I, have I told you the story? Um, I used to, he said before telling it, um, uh, my mom used to go to like Kroger or like Albertson, you know what I mean? Like to get dinner. And my dad would still be at work. And this mm-hmm. is, this is like fifth, sixth, maybe seventh grade. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, mom. And then she'd be, she would be gone. Then I would turn to the camera and I'm like, she bought it. And I would like run to, <laughs> <laughs> and I would, um, and I would run to the uh, to her library, to my mom and dad's library in their bedroom, and I would take their copy of um, It and Hannibal, and I would get as far as I could before my mom got home, because if she ever like caught me reading like It or Hannibal, and I remember those were like the big two. She would be, you know, she wouldn't be like, "That's just the devil." It wasn't like that, but she was like, "Nick, you know, those books aren't for you. You're only like nine." <laughs> And I have to like, oh, and I put them back. But I remember just reading it, like in secret, right? And so I have like a very kind of, you know, you you always appreciate those movies or books in your life. Oh yeah, definitely. I I watched um, 
Or I mean, I, I, I read it when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, when I went through my Stephen King phase, which I feel like everyone goes through a Stephen King phase. Yeah, like everybody's got to go through a Beatles phase. Everybody's got to go through like a Led Zeppelin phase and everybody's got to go through a Stephen King phase. All right. Well, I went through one of those. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, uh, my, I didn't. I didn't have Beatles parents, so oh. Beatles never really happened for me. Um, but uh, I liked them a lot. I just sure. never went through a phase. They're cool, dude. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, I so I read it when I was younger, but I would like to reread it because um, I remember I got to like I don't know, like toward the end, that book like gets nuts, and I feel like I would have a better. <laughs> appreciation for it as an as, as an older person than i did yeah. as a kid my, uh, my in which case like i i like i i read that book and i was like i is my childhood over i think i just ended my childhood <laughs> my uh my, my buddy hunter and i used to have this thing called um what well, we used to we used to we coined a phrase called like the stephen king ending uh-huh. where it's just like this is really really cool it's a rabbit in a human suit and it has the soul of the wife that died in the first chapter <laughs> or like it's an alien who's secretes goo out of its butt and the goo turns people into telekinetics. You know what I mean? Like it's just whatever the worst thing that this mystery could be. In some ways, in some ways the ending of Lost is sort of you know, you you hear about how Damon Lindelof is like a such a like a Stephen King disciple and knowing that there's really no other way that Lost could have ended. Like I don't, he he kind of lost has the perfect Stephen King ending. Yeah, I guess it does, doesn't it? Like he almost, almost he almost is too faithful to, to like the stand and like you know Tommy knockers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Actually, that's a paper record. That could be that could be a, that could be my 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 capstone. Hey, there you go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. So 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 yeah. So like I. I, I feel like I want to talk about this because I'm kind of like nerding out about it a little. Mm-hmm. Um, two 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 big things. I think I know what they are. Uh, let's talk about the most recent thing mm-hmm. um, that happened, like literally right before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Robert Orsi has been fired off of Star Trek. You know, it's um, it's been a week here in America. It's, <laughs> it's been a really really hard week, and. You know, we got it. Even if it's a grain in the desert of the world, we got to take our good news when it comes. <laughs> I think <laughs> for a very, sp- I was like, "Where's he going? Where's he going with this?" <laughs> for a very specific portion of the population, I think this was like the little rupees that we needed. Oh yeah, we're just like, okay, cool. <laughs> The world makes oh, it, it felt so good, and and I don't know if you saw this, but it it the the article has just been updated uh, that it wasn't just his direction; it was his script too. So that's being thrown out too. So oh they're starting from scratch. Oh my gosh! Yeah. They're gonna have a new. They're gonna have a new screenwriter and a new director, and insanely, top of the list is Edgar Wright. Oh my gosh! I didn't see. I, I didn't know this at all. Yeah, top top of their short list of directors is Edgar Wright. Like that's who they're going to offer it to first. That's insane. Because they want someone who has a connection to the cast. Oh, because, because wait, that's what Simon Simon Pegg. Yeah, Simon Pegg. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, he, and he directed that one shot. Oh, right. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, uh, I, I look forward I, to um, the conspiracy theory that led to this decision being made. <laughs> Oh, you mean Into Darkness? Yes. <laughs> he got too that close. Conspiracy he, theory. He got too close, Scott. He got too close to the truth. And they had to. <laughs> they had to shut him down. Oh man, no, that's. Oh, it's uh, that's so great. No, Ed, like, Edgar Wright makes Star Trek three. That makes you know what six hundred million dollars. <sighs> and then he's like, okay, now I make Baby Driver. Now I make Grasshopper Jungle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, hopefully he would make Star Trek three, and it would lead him to making our next thing that we all wanted to say. Oh that, yeah, totally. Yeah, like Ready Player One, uh, which is a, a favorite book of both of ours. Read it; it's really good. Uh, it's so good, uh, and it's it's, it, it's, it's it's the book that the way I think I'm, I'm convinced twenty years from now, the way that people a little bit older than you and I talk about like Neuromancer, 
mm. or like William Gibson, you know, I think yeah. I think we're going to be talking about Ready Player One. I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. Um, but Ready Player One is a phenomenal, phenomenal novel. Uh, and it has like so much heart and it has adventure and it's just very it's very ambliny. Yes, no, it is. It, it, you were on the, you were on the, you hit the hit on the head when you were like, if we could somehow bring back early Zemeckis. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So it has that vibe to it. So of course, uh, Warner Brothers and their infinite wisdom uh, offered it to Christopher Nolan. Literally, um, literally the worst possible choice. Yeah. Like, like the worst possible choice, not in in a in a qualitative standpoint, no, no. but just just like the tone would be just the opposite of what it's supposed to be. That being said, that wasn't the first bit of bad news with that movie. The first bit of bad news was that Zach Penn was writing it, sure, um, which was already bad enough. Yeah. But I was like, well, hopefully they get a good director in it, and then it'll be fine. But then they got Christopher Nolan, and they didn't get one, a they, they didn't get a bad director; they got the wrong director. Right, they got the wrong director. But the one upside that I was talking to other people about that of Christopher Nolan possibly directing it is that there is no way in hell Christopher Nolan directs a Zach Penn script. Doesn't happen. Yes, because there's no way Christopher Nolan directs something that fun. There's no way. There's just no way that he directs some uh, Zach Penn script. Sure, Zach Penn scripts are boring. I find. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have a lot of layers. Like they're very like point A to point B. He's kind of like the Akiva Goldsman in that respect. You know what I mean? We're just yeah. Like, yeah there's, there's, he, there's, there's no flair to his stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? I mean, you look at you look at an Akiva Goldsman script or a Zach Penn script, and you're like, yeah, this is technically a story. Yeah, you're like, I guess this is fine. You know, <laughs> like that's kind of how you feel about his stuff. Um, but then you, so, you, know, you hear that like Eric Roth is writing something. You're like, oh man, you know what I mean? Right. And then, have you heard what he did to the script? Yeah, what, what he no, did to the, the story. Yeah, that bummed yeah. me out. It, the thing about the IP, or like the licensing. Right, he took all of that out. So, just so gonna, it's <sighs> it's just a gen, it's just a generic story about a video game with none of the eighties references. And that's like that's the that's the story, right? Is that you see the Millennium Falcon and like Gala- and like the Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it's the Who Framed Roger Rabbit of video games, right? That's why. That's exactly why I wanted. So like you Zemeckis. you don't you don't even make it if you can't do it. You wait. You you, yeah. you know, it's like the stand. You wait. Yeah. Or like yeah. I don't know. It's it's like just don't do it. <laughs> just wait wait for me and Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I know. If only. <laughs> uh if only. It's oh spun uh so yeah. So hopefully that it I just that feels like something that's not going to happen. God, I hope not. I really hope not. Um, it's just – it's such a visceral reaction I have to it, yeah. you know, where it's just like I saw that – I saw your tweet about and I was like, yeah, what? Like I just like suddenly like felt like I was having a stroke. Like yeah. I was just like – wh- wh- I've never had that visceral of a reaction to news before, <laughs> and, ever. You know, I, I think I liked Interstellar a little bit more than most of my friends, uh-huh. um, but it just kind of cemented – who Christopher Nolan is. He's a robot who doesn't understand emotions. He's he's a robot who's trying to understand emotions. He, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Because, like, you read, you see Interstellar. <laughs> he's just like, I can Spielberg too? Like, he... Oh, buddy, you can't. Man hug really. daughter, man cause rift in time book. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, right. And you're like, wait, 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 hold on. Because, like, when they're just... Exp- you lost it. Find it again. Because when they're just exploring space, you're like, this is my jam. Like, dude, my, my yeah. jaw dropped during scenes. And I didn't even see it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. I, I just saw it in, like, a quality, like, you know, regular theater. Yeah. And I was still- No, the visuals are great. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Hoy- That's the thing. He's a, he's a good director. It's just that I think he thinks too highly of himself as a storyteller. Yeah. That's my problem. Well, he, he's, a, he's a watchmaker. Right. He's a watchmaker and Steven Spielberg is a carpenter. Right. Like right. Steven Spielberg makes Geppetto. I mean Steven Spielberg makes Pinocchio. Well, Steven Spielberg is he's a watchmaker too. Sure. He, like, he just he, Steven Spielberg that's a bad example. Steven Spielberg's all of the things. Yeah, sure. Robert Altman was a carpenter. Steven Spielberg is like go. the car Steven Spielberg is Jude Law from Hugo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where he's somehow <laughs> able to put the heart in the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Oh yeah, no. It'll, oh, did you hear about? Um, did you buy Jessica Jones? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's weird. It's uh, it's it's interesting <sighs> casting. 
I'm not I'm not a hundred percent on board. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's I I really like Kristen Ritter, uh, separately from that role. But I I love that comic. Sure. Um, that that the show's being based on, and it it just doesn't. Fit. I don't know. It doesn't fit it, for you. It doesn't fit for me. But but I, who knows what their take on the character is going to be and and the tone of the show and everything. Yeah. So I think um, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be fine. I mean, has Marvel ever screwed up casting? I don't think it had. They have like um no, they've never. I mean, they've never cause, screwed cause up because even because even uh, Edward Norton was wasn't, fine. It it wasn't a screw up. It would have been great. He he um, he, he just. It was yeah, had he not just Nortoned it up. Yeah, the problem was always like because like Terrence Howard was a good roadie. Yeah, he just that, dicked out. <laughs> yeah, that too. Right. In both cases, it, it's not that they screwed up casting. It's just that the person that they cast was a screw up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just they didn't get with the program, I guess. Yeah. Which you know that was that's the thing. I think people forget that like Marvel went through some major growing pains when they first started. Iron Man too. Yeah, well, oh boy. Iron Man 2 is like the awkward yearbook photo of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> I think Incredible Hulk is too, honestly. But like Incredible Hulk, I've kind of turned around on Incredible Hulk because I always put Iron Man 2 above Incredible Hulk. Be- oh, no, definitely not. Well, but see, I, I used but to. It, but I, it's, I, like, I, it's, like, it's like Iron Man 2 dead bottom. Yeah. And then Iron Man, or, and, then, and then Incredible Hulk. But like, but like yeah. Incredible they Hulk. They are like kind of... I think Incredible Hulk it actually makes sense as like a real movie, whereas Iron Man Two isn't even a real movie. The, I guess the way I used to think was like Incredible Hulk succeeds in creating a movie I'm not interested in, and Iron Man Two fails at a movie that I am interested in. Mm. So for a while, it was like, well, what would you rather see—the good version of a movie you're not too crazy about, or the bad version of a movie you do like? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm, I've kind of come around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like Iron Man Two is like, well, it's got it's got jokes. It does have jokes. It does have jokes. Then again, Incredible Hulk has jokes too. It does. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I saw Birdman. Speaking of Edward Norton. Um, oh God, that movie. I was. I, I remember watching Birdman and that scene where uh, Emma Stone and Edward Norton are on the roof. Yes. And I was like, I'm so glad you. I'm so glad they killed you off in Spider Man. <laughs> You, <laughs> that was a waste of your time. Uh, like you'll never have to do one of those again. Like she's free. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's true. Like that she, is true. She did her time. She 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 did her time. <laughs> she bought her nice home. You know what I mean. <laughs> and now she can do like Birdman and Cabaret. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. They, they should have killed off Andrew Garfield too. <laughs> Killed off everybody. Take me with you. Oh, um, it just depresses me because Andrew Garfield is so good. He's great. He's so good. Yeah. I mean, I guess the same could be said for her. I don't. I. I don't. Uh, they. They. They snatched her right at like the time where she shouldn't have. She shouldn't have done it. She should have held out to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, but she probably was just like, oh well, who knows if I'll ever get a chance like this no, again? No, she. So, yes. She could have. She could be Carol Danvers. Yeah, she could totally be Carol Danvers. Yeah, that would have been so good. Oh well. But now there's Brie Larson. Maybe Brie Larson or um, uh, who's the other person that you hear a lot? Uh, Natalie Emily Dormer. Blunt? Natalie Dormer. I don't want Natalie Dormer. I want because I want Natalie Dormer as uh, Medusa for Inhumans. Yeah, there we go. Um, she needs to have uh, a regal quality to her. Sure, and Carol Danvers needs to be like. Like a little, li- little more military, a little more Murph, like yeah, yeah, little, little more gruff, yeah. Um, so uh, a little more gruffalo. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Amelia so. Clark could be good if she wasn't already Sarah Connor. Sarah Connors. <laughs> yeah, she's also very petite. Yes. Yeah, which. I don't know. Not what I picture for uh, Carol Day. Yeah, you wanted to be personally. like tall. Yeah, well, not like not like like tall, tall, but no, like, just like a, not petite. A, a presence, either. like a big. Yeah, a like, presence. There you go. Yeah, an intimidating, like right, right. 
Um, yeah, because if you watch Game of Thrones, you, you you can watch Game of Thrones and just be like, oh, well, she's intimidating on that show. I was like, and it's like, yeah, like, but every time she does something intimidating, they do like an upshot so that she's got like that hero shot move <laughs> yeah. going on. Or she's like on a throne where she's like above everyone, you know? I call that the promo shot. Right. Because yeah, every, exactly. every season there has to be a sweeping shot of Daenerys like doing something awesome. Yeah. Or her like her having just done something awesome and she's like standing on a cliff. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's coming yeah. that's coming back soon. Yeah, really soon. Everything's coming back, man. I know. The I, spring is so busy. I need to shows. I need to hurry up and shut some stuff down. Yeah. Because like I need to I oh um I got a I got an iTunes gift card for my birthday. And, oh sweet. Yeah, and so I was like, movies, because I don't buy music anymore. And <laughs> um so I rented the Babadook. Oh, cool! So I I, uh, I I have that rental too. I haven't watched oh, it. Yet. I'm so worried. I don't. <laughs> it's, uh, dude. I was um I was watching this um, best of 2014 thing that David El- Elderich made, edited. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's fucking beautiful. But the the little the snippet of the Babadook, like terrified me. Oh. Of him like just moving forward. Oh. I was like, I oh, I don't think I can handle this by myself <laughs> in my room because I used to just watch right. scary movies with um, with Hunter because he had like a, he had like an Xbox Live and like the Hulu Plus and the Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and we could watch it together in the living room. But now we have like a box of a TV and a PS2, like you know, I, I <laughs> so I'm gonna have to watch it alone in my room on my laptop, oh, no. and I'm just not, uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Oh no. Yeah, I'm holding off. I'm gonna watch it with Beth. Oh, good. Um, next time I see her, but and then yeah, because I'm not watching that alone. Yeah, yeah. And um, then I have only lovers left alive. Um, cool. Let me know how that is. I will. And I'm finally gonna watch the one I love. Awesome. Literally, literally rented it the day it came out on Netflix, but I don't regret it. Um, oh, <laughs> nice. I was like, cool. Um, <laughs> what's your What's like your list? What's like What's like your your thing like what movies do you have to watch before oh before the end of the, before year? the end of the year i actually have a literal physical list let's hear it uh let me go pull it up uh i know uh, baba duke's on there and um uh a girl a girl walks home alone see I don't, I don't think that comes out this year yeah uh i think it uh i think it is technically out right now yeah but i don't think i'll be able to see it until january yeah, I think it's coming to a th- uh, the theater um, in town for me, like January second. Uh, like, see, that was me and her. Ah, uh, yeah. I literally saw her like January third, and I was like, "This would have been my movie of the year." Yeah. Um, let me see here. So I need to see Whiplash. Um, I need to see the interview. I really want to see Saint Vincent. Not that I think that it would be on my top ten, but you because I I just want to see it. Um. Into the Woods mm-hmm. and Big Eyes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really... Big Eyes, which no one is talking about. And I think that that's going to be like the her of this year mm-hmm. where no one talks about it. And then it comes out and everyone's like, whoa, like collectively. Yeah, I you hope know? so. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. I still need to see. Um, I haven't have a lot of them on like there are a lot of them are on Netflix, fortunately. Um, I really want to see Ida. Um, I really want to see We Are the Best. Um, hmm. I have to come to terms. I, I I don't think I'm gonna be able to see Whiplash. I had my chance and I lost it. Mm. Um, Foxcatcher isn't playing here yet, which is weird. I've heard the movie's not very good though. Yeah, but I wanna, the performances are. Good. Oh yeah, I want to see it though. Yeah, I mean, I want to see it, but I'm not concerned about seeing it before the end of the year. Sure. You know, uh, my friend Corinne and I uh, are gonna. I think we're gonna try and see the Theory of Everything this weekend. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's one that I, I will see. I don't think I'll see it before the end of the year, but I know it'll be nominated for Best Picture, so I'll just sure. I'll see it around then. Or like Best Actor. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, no, but I'm actually, you know, there's no like before midnight, you know what I mean? Well, the before midnight this year is Boyhood, you know what I mean? Like there's there's no right. like, I still need to shoot. I mean, I'm because like, I've accepted that I'm not going to see Whiplash, which really sucks. Yeah. Um. I had my chance. I was I, I didn't have enough gas to get me there, and <laughs> I didn't want to spend money on gas until because it was literally oh literally gas. Okay. Oh no no yeah like I w- I had enough gas. I was like running on empty, but I would have to. I thought that was a metaphor. No sorry, but college college life. But I would have to <laughs> I would have to get gas and then 
get gas again to go home for Thanksgiving because I drive to Texas. Um, I was like, I don't want to spend money on gas until I can fill up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess I'm not going to see Whiplash. Oh, that sucks. It's not Birdman, though. Yeah, we're just we're getting Whiplash, I think, next week. Oh, lucky you. So I'll finally get to see it. Oh, I want to see Dear White People as well. Oh, it's so good. That just opened. Oh, good. So it's I'm worth gonna, it. It's, it's really fun. See that. It's a great college movie. Cool. Like even like take away like the like the I mean take away the race stuff you know what I mean but like it's it it's it, like so great in that but in its own right it's up there with like just the great college movies I think awesome. it's really about like the it's really about the the, the politics of clubs mm-hmm. almost as much as it is about race and like contemporary American education it's really a, a it's like a politic club drama yeah so that was really cool I, I I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good. I, I definitely need to see that. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and see that like early next week or this weekend. Yeah, but I need to go see John Wick before it's gone. Oh, John Wick is so much fun. Yeah, I really need to go see John Wick. Have you seen Obvious Child? No, I haven't. That's one you need to watch. That one's really okay. good too, and it's like eighty All minutes. Right. All right, I'll put that on the list. And I know it's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, it is. I, no, wait, no. I think it's on iTunes. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. Love that. So yeah, there's some stuff I still need to see. Yeah, yeah. We had a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm a I'm I'm a little bit more obsessive because like when I make my top ten list, I kind of want to be the most informed. You know. Uh huh. So kind of like I have to see it before New Year's Eve. You know what I mean? Right. Even though it doesn't, I know it doesn't matter, but it matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) No, I actually do most of my end of the year watching that that New Year's week oh New cool. Year's Eve week that's cool that's i usually go to the movies like almost every day that week yeah see uh, there's nothing playing at the movies for me right now that i haven't no already... not for me either other well i mean john wick and i guess saint vincent but because yeah, like, i've seen mocking jay and it was good um right i kind of want to see the penguin movie but i kind of i know that they don't need to <laughs> you know yeah so, yeah I, I i could get so much stuff done but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I can't believe I just. Yeah, I would walk out of that and be like, I can't believe I just saw the penguin movie. <laughs> right. um, there was this. We were supposed. <laughs> we were supposed to go. Um, it was like the day after Thanksgiving, and like the, the the theater that was playing the Star Wars trailer. The closest one was like an hour away in Plano. Mm-hmm. And so I turned to my my friend Juan, who's been my best friend since I was like a day old, and we grew up watching like the movies together, and we played like Shadow of the Empire, and like we used to write script. You know, we were we were Star Wars buddies, like right. We were Thunder. And so I turned to him and I was like, you know, be here with me now at the dawn of the third age. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nice. like, ride, with, like ride with me. And he was like, dude, totally. And then Ian was like, I live right around there. So after we see the movie, you could drop me off and I could surprise my mom on Thanksgiving. And I was like, dope. <laughs> dope. Let's do this. Nice. And so we drive to Plano. And the plan was to see Foxcatcher at 3 o'clock. Uh-huh. Because we were like. Good. We wanted to see it, and we get to see Star Wars. It's it's great. So we overshoot it like a motherfucker, and we get there like at one because <laughs> we were so scared about like crowds and traffic and whatnot. And so we yeah. get there at one o'clock, and we're like, okay, we can wait two hours in this Cinemark and wait for Foxcatcher, or we could see a movie now at one. Get out of there early, drop Ian off. He can spend more time with his mom. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, let's do that. We can see Foxcatcher another day. Sure. So Juan, Juan was like, I want to say Penguins of Madagascar. And Ian was like, fuck you. I'm a grown man. I'm not saying Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's meet in the middle and see Horrible Bosses too." Oh, how and was that? It made me laugh, but it's not a good movie. All right. Fair enough. Um, like it just, just those three guys riffing is, is making, is, is funny, but it's. Is it on par with the first one or no, not at all? Um, I don't know because I haven't I haven't revisited the first one very much. Yeah. So I don't really remember. It is, though, people were given the hangover crap. This is a shameless recreation of a lot of what made the first one great. Oh, okay. Like to a T. Like when they meet Motherfucker Jones, they do the whole like, it's like name one movie where this thing happened. Like this movie. You've seen that movie, Motherfucker Jones? Yeah. Why? Because it's a white movie? I was like, whoa. They're just... <laughs> <laughs> they just did that joke again. Um but no, but then there was there was enough stuff. Dude, Chris Pine is such a great character actor. Mm, nice. Chris Pine was like the hidden like the secret weapon of that movie. All right. How um, was uh Chris Christoph Waltz? He was he was Christoph Waltz. 
All right, fair enough. Like he, he was clearly on autopilot, but even on autopilot, he was still like really charming. Was he like was he like Green Hornet, Christoph Waltz, or yes. not quite? No, he 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 was kind of um, yeah, he was kind of um, autopilot uh, Doctor King Schultz, but evil. You know how like Doctor King wasn't really a character, but he was still like really charming and he was good. Oh, okay. Because because Ch- was kind of awkward. Sure. Anyway. I know his name in the Green Hornet. Um, <laughs> fun fact about me. I can remember his name. Um, but yeah, no. Um, but the best part, I had this really kind of existential moment where, um, you know, the, the trailer starts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. And, the, you know, cuts to black. And then the Millennium Falcon crests over the sky, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the music's blaring. And it's the Falcons beat the shit, you know. And it's older. And then it flies. And, it like, it's shooting TIE fighters. And I'm like shaking with happiness and i turn to juan and he's shaking with happiness and we like look at each other like oh my god it's the falcon you know (laughs) and i have this moment where like oh my god i'm exactly where i was like 20 years ago i'm sitting next to this to this person looking up at the millennium falcon and like shaking with happiness (laughs) like i've returned you know what i mean like full circle and everything has changed and nothing has changed you know Uh. and it was just this really kind of zen like wow fuck yeah that's really awesome the force awakens (laughs) it does it does the more i think about that that teaser the more perfect it is yeah because you're it's like you're, you're it's like introducing all the new characters but then you see the falcon at the very end yeah totally yeah and it's and it's treating the falcon as a character which mm-hmm. is which it totally like, is. Yeah, you're just like, oh yeah, okay, you get it. Good work. Um, and it doesn't even look like it doesn't even like look like a J.J. Abrams movie. I don't looks think like, so either. Everyone the, says that it does, but I I I don't see it. I don't get it. It looks like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it does totally to me. It, it looks know. like the first Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. you don't even you didn't even know. It's like we forgot what Star Wars meant until we saw that trailer. And then we were like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love the soccer ball droid. Oh, he's, uh, he's adorable. <laughs> she's adorable, apparently. Yeah, apparently it's a it's a she. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go get some work done. Let's go start running. Let's go get some work done.